So a core principle of Agile is that it puts people over process. And that very much aligns with our core values. We wanted to build stronger connections and collaborations since that's when people do their best creative work. Welcome to Modern Business Operations, where we talk with leaders about how ops is adapting to our modern world. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Business Operations. Today, I'm joined by Ken Hyman, the Director of Creative Services and Web Operations at MathWorks. How are you doing, Ken? Doing fantastic, Brianna. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you here. Today, we're going to be chatting about making your operations agile, implementing agile methodology into your operations and why it is so important. But before we get into our topic, a couple housekeeping notes. Next week, our host, Sagi, will be interviewing Ravi Malik. He's the global CIO at Box. And then the week after that, I will be talking to Rob Mio. He's the director of marketing operations at Splunk. And that will be live recorded in front of a live audience. So you can join that if you like in person, virtually, of course. And then for those of you who, who aren't members of the Adaptive Ops community, just visit operations.community. You can get access to our speakers, fellow ops professionals, et cetera. So let's jump into our topic today. Really excited to have you here, Ken. And I just want to sort of level set and ask you to share a bit about your background. At MathWorks, I, I lead the creative services and the web operations team within our marketing department. You can think of us as the internal creative agency for MathWorks. You know, we could have hired an external agency, but over 25 years ago, we chose to build the competency in-house. So the team is comprised of five, five groups. We have a web operations team, a creative operations team, visual design, editorial, and video. And our team basically defines the MathWorks brand. We educate our staff on it, and we create all the customer-facing marketing communications and we also partner with our internal Corpcom team on all the internal communications to our staff as well. And just so the audience is aware, what's your role? What does it entail? And what does MathWorks do? Well, I kind of covered my, my role in, in terms of being the director of, of creative services. In terms of what the MathWorks does, MathWorks actually develops software that's used by engineers and scientists. We have over 120 products in our product family. But our two flagship products that people may know are MATLAB and Simulink. Engineers use our software to make innovations in automated driving systems, artificial intelligence, and even deep space exploration. A MathWorks software is embedded in millions of chips from your phone to your car to planes that fly overhead and satellites that are orbiting our Earth. It's actually quite inspiring to see the impact that our products are making on the world. For example, our tools are used to make cochlear implants that enable people to hear. We also had a guest speaker at one of our company meetings who showed us how a vet who had lost his leg in combat was able to run in minutes after receiving a biotic limb that emulates the function of natural limbs. And all of the software in that bionic limb was built using our software. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So from space to human anatomy, your product is impacting within this world and, and externally as well. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know MathWorks because we're a privately held 
and we've been privately held for 38 years. But it's really quite a special place to work. We were actually named the 22nd best place to work by Glassdoor recently, and we've had the same CEO for 38 years now. We have over 6,000 employees worth offices worldwide and revenues well over a billion dollars. And we have a strong set of core values and our guiding principle is to do the right thing. And uh, that's what we do you know, day in and day out. I almost feel like this is sort of an analogy to somebody in operations. You've sort of been quietly operating in the background all these years <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're involved in everything, but no one really knows. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a, a wonderful analogy. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I want to dig into our topic about agile methodology. What does it mean to operate using agile methodology and why is it so important for ops professionals to follow it? Well, so your, your audience probably knows that, you know, agile has been used in software development for years, but it's making its way into marketing teams as well. So the Agile methodology is a way to manage a project by breaking it up into small pieces. Work is prioritized, and once the Agile team commits to doing the work, they cycle through a process of planning, executing, and evaluating. The idea really is to deliver value to the customer quickly rather than taking months to deliver it. You then gather feedback from the customer and have that inform new features and functionality. And in doing so, Agile teams iterate to greatness, which is a saying that I love. Agile also puts an emphasis on teams constantly collaborating with each other and with stakeholders to make continuous improvements at every stage. And in that respect, it emphasizes people over process, which is a real big benefit. You know, another thing with, with Agile is it enables teams to be more nimble. I'll give you a marketing example. When the pandemic hit, many of the project management templates that we'd been using, which listed dozens of tasks that should be followed in a particular order, were no longer useful. In the case of a large conference that had traditionally been a physical in-person event, it was now being delivered virtually using a web platform that we had never used before. And using an agile methodology would enable a team to better adapt to these changing circumstances. Has it been difficult, the collaboration element of Agile, has it been difficult during remote work? Because I imagine collaboration is just more difficult in general. I know it has been for me. Yeah, not necessarily with Agile. I mean, MathWorks was a, a company where people were in the office five days a week before the pandemic. And we really switched over to working completely remote two years ago over the course of a weekend. So Agile has actually enabled us to, to uh, collaborate better with our with our internal partners. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when, when we talk about the benefits of Agile. When did MathWorks switch to Agile and what prompted your decision to implement it on the ops side? Agile has been used in our product engineering teams for years now. Within the creative services team, we have a web operations group, which is comprised of web developers, and they've actually been using Agile for over five years. But the rest of the creative team was using a traditional waterfall methodology. We began to make this switch at the start of last year by conducting a pilot um, with one of our teams to see how it would work. And once we started to see the benefits and we worked out many of the kinks and developed best practices and guardrails, we transitioned the rest of the team in December, 2021. So it's only been about four months now that we've been using the Agile methodology. There are really five main reasons that we decided to implement Agile. 
The first was to increase teamwork and collaboration. So a core principle of Agile is that it puts people over process. And that very much aligns with our core values. We wanted to build stronger connections and collaborations since that's when people do their best creative work. People also do their best work when they feel empowered and that leads to increased job satisfaction. The second thing was really around prioritization. The company is growing fast and uh, we have an increased demand on our team. The team has a tremendous work ethic, which I'm very proud of, but I was really worried about people burning out since we couldn't keep up with the sort of first in, first out approach. And we weren't certain if we would always be working on the right things and the ones that would deliver the most value to our customers. A third was really focus. At one point, we had over 250 active projects that we were working on concurrently. And I make the analogy of, of trying to move 250 footballs down a football field at one time. You know, it's just, it's a hard thing to do. And so we needed more focus. Uh, fourth thing was really, um, you know, delivering sooner. Creative teams would get frustrated that they had done a bunch of good work, but then we would spend like weeks or months getting it from 90% to 100%. One of the principles of Agile is to deliver value to the customer faster. And then the fifth one I'd say was improve collaboration with our internal business partners. So some of our internal clients were very responsive when we worked with them. But there were many times that we were waiting on content to be created or waiting for feedback from them. And we believe that Agile could help with that. I have a question from our live audience here, and it's from Henry. And no, Henry, it's not a dumb question. He said, might be a dumb one, but what is Agile? Is it a program, a method? What's the practical application in a team? Agile is really, it's a way of working. If, if you think about a waterfall methodology, you know, there are particular steps in a particular order that you would follow in order to get the, the work done. Agile is a method of working and it's a, it's a method of project management. We use the Scrum framework at MathWorks. So you basically have a backlog of work that, you know, of things that you need to get done. You have a product owner that prioritizes that work, and then the team determines what they're going to work on over a two-week time period. And then the team gets together on a daily basis, and they talk about what are the things that are potentially prohibiting them from getting the work done and make forward progress that way. You talked about focus, and you talked about how at one time you had 250 active projects. So I want to dig into focus a little bit more because I think especially, you know, it applies to small and large companies both where like if you're at a smaller company, it's hard to prioritize because there's a million things to do. If you're at a large company, there's kind of this behemoth of, of you know, bureaucracy, et cetera, and you kind of need to prioritize there. So digging into focus more, what do you think have been the benefits at MathWorks of, of getting that focus in? As I said, with the analogy of the football, moving that down, I think that one of the things that the teams are struggling with is just the multitasking. You know, when you have, you know, for a particular designer, say they have, you know, 30 projects that they're working on and trying to decide which of those things are most important, not just because someone is asking you to do the work or the squeaky wheel is, is reaching out and asking for it, but really like taking the step back to look at the, the work and then deciding what, what is the thing that's going to have the greatest outcome to the business and to the customer. And then 
the team sort of feels liberated by it because now they know, you know, these are really the 10 most important things that I should be working on rather than constantly questioning if they're really focused on the most important thing. This episode is brought to you by Tonkin. Tonkin is the operating system for business operations, providing businesses with the building blocks to orchestrate any process with no code or change management required. Contact us at Tonkin.com to learn how you can build complex processes fast. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all things business operations, join the Adaptive Ops community at operations.community. We have another question from our live audience. James asked, Ken, are you deploying any parallel methodologies such as Six Sigma or Business Lean? We deploy both Six Sigma and Lean in our law department operations, but now looking at Agile as well. There's a number of Lean methodologies that we use. And, you know, I would say that the two things can be used concurrently. Agile, we're using on a daily basis to sort of, you know, determine what we're working on. But we would use, you know, lean processes or process improvement, you know, when when we want to actually evaluate a particular process that we're doing, say, taking an idea and taking that all the way from the initial concept through developing the web page and launching it. You know, there's a process that we would typically follow and we would use a lean methodology to look at that and see, can we reduce the amount of time that it takes from that initial concept through the delivery of, of the web page? And that's where we would end up applying a, a lean a lean approach to it. But agile is actually how we would deliver it from, from day to day. Just for those listening in who don't know, can you define lean methodology? There's an awful lot of uh, lean methodologies out there. So we, we do everything from sort of, you know, a two-second lean, which is just making a, you know, real small incremental improvement to like a Kaizen event where the team is taking taking time away to really evaluate and document a process from the very start to finish, and then evaluating at each stage where there might be processing delays and where there are, there are time delays, and then trying to improve the efficiency over that. That's probably a whole nother podcast. Just so that everyone knows, Kaizen is an approach to creating continuous improvement based on the idea that small, ongoing positive changes can reap significant improvements, just -hmm. so that everyone's aware listening in. What was the process like to switch over to Agile at MathWorks? Well, I can't say that it's been a walk in the park, but I can tell you that I would do it again. The switchover for us was more than just migrating from a waterfall methodology to an agile one. It also entailed looking at the numerous cross-functional teams that we have within creative services and web operations and making them more customer-centric. So, for example, we created an agile team that's focused on getting our customers to adopt and use our products. And that's that's the responsibility of the team and all the things that fall underneath that. Moving to Agile also meant defining new roles, including product owner and scrum master, which required training and people learning new skills. From a systems perspective, the team completes over 2,000 projects a year, and we had to migrate you know, to over 200 active projects from our legacy project management system to JIRA. So there were challenges with that migration as well. And then another one is you know, to understand 
we really wanted to understand how that switch over was going for our agile team members. So we recently sent out a job satisfaction survey to gauge how things were going um, rather than make assumptions. And so one of the negative things that we heard um, between all of the members of the seven agile teams that we have is that they're feeling more siloed and less connected to each other. And so that is actually something that um, we're working on. You know, I, I think you could end up attributing that to working remotely, but we have an initiative underway to try and build greater connections across those teams. And I can talk more about that if you'd like. Yeah, that would be great. Let's hear more about that. So some of the things are just to have you know more fun events. We are going to be getting back to the office next month. So when we're in person, you know, being able to have in-person lunchtime gatherings with people, but also just you know informal happy hours on the days that we're in the office. One of the ideas that came up recently that I really liked is um, where we would end up having people get together, you know, whether in person or virtually. And basically, the the concept is show us something we don't know where we would ask people to put together three to five images that are not related to work, that are personal, and then have them share that out with the team, again, to build a, a stronger personal connection between the group. And then we also are doing things you know, for the functional team meetings, like if the editorial team is getting together or when the visual design team is getting together, of having those team members talk about what's happening within each one of their agile teams to build you know, better connection. Awesome. Thank you. And another question from our live audience. Could you talk a bit more about how you conducted training? Did you bring in an outside resource? We did. We've done both. So just because of COVID and what's been going on, most of the training that's been happening was done remotely and done virtually. But we did bring in an agile coach, which was helpful. Due to budget, we really only had three months where we could you know, bring in that external coach, but she was able to start on day one and help us transition over to Agile, which was very advantageous. What improvements have you seen since the switch? So it's only been a few months and, and most of the teams are completely new to Agile, but teamwork has improved. The Agile ceremonies, including the daily huddles, are enabling the teams to feel more connected identifying when people need help and helping the teams make decisions faster. Teams are also involved in deciding what they work on. So there's a overall, there's a greater sense of teamwork within each Agile team. Uh, using the two-week sprints, teams are able to limit the work in progress. So this is enabling the teams to focus and actually accomplish more as a result. Since Agile has stripped away many of the distractions and disruptions, you know, as I mentioned before, there's less less multitasking than there was before. And now there's a more consistent cadence of work, and that's keeping people from feeling burnt out. And, you know, we're hoping that that's going to help with retention because people feel happier as a result. Uh, another improvement that we've seen, the requests from the internal business partners are consistently going on to the backlog and being prioritized from there. So that means the product owners who are members of the Agile teams are consistently vetting the work. And we're more confident that we're working on the right things that are going to make a bigger impact to our customers and to our business. Um, I mentioned before that one of the things that we were hoping for was better alignment um, with our business partners. And, and we're seeing that. So before we start to work on a, on a sprint, we proactively notify our business partners when we're going to start their project. And uh, that ensures that we're, they're ready to engage with us 
when we do. So for example, they provide content at the start of the sprint and they respond quickly to requests for feedback. So we meet our sprint goals. And then I'd say last is uh, during our transition to Agile, and this is something that the coach helped us with, is we started to define quarterly objectives using the OKR framework. And that is helping us to work more strategically and shift from being focused on output to focusing more on outcomes. And that's a real important part of Agile that I could talk more about too, if you're interested. Yeah, yeah, let's hear more about it. So I think for, for you know ops professional and, and marketing ops in particular, being able to use Agile, it puts an emphasis on outcomes rather than output. So let me talk a little bit more. So, so before I switched to Agile, we developed reports and dashboards that clearly explain the output of the team. So how many web pages did we create? How many web pages did we update? How many white papers did we produce? How many digital ads did we create? The problem was that when we actually went and shared that with our business partners, nothing changed. People thought it was interesting data to see what the team was producing, uh, but it wasn't actionable. So shifting the focus to the outcome of our work changes the conversation and starts to ensure that we're working on the right things and not just blindly producing marketing materials to try to meet a quota. I love what you said. I was just writing down shifting the focus to the outcome of your work is so key and it it completely changes the conversation and increases collaboration as well. So thanks for sharing that. If people want to get in touch with you after this, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I would say LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn and that'd probably be the easiest way to do it. All right. You heard it here first. If you need to reach Ken Hyman, just look for Ken Hyman on LinkedIn at MathWorks. And for those of you who are listening in, who kind of want to learn more about Agile methodology, I would say, you know, look up the OKR framework, just Google Agile methodology. Is there anything, Ken, that you would recommend on your end, any resources? None in particular. I I do think the training, you know, when it comes down to people learning what the role of a product owner or the role of a scrum master, getting that external training is pretty important. So I would suggest that people, you know, people go ahead and, and, and do that. No particular resources. There's so much out there. You know, you know, if, yeah. if you Google Agile methodologies or OKRs, there's so much information that, that's there. Agreed. And Google Scrum as well. That'll be helpful for those looking to implement. And I just think this is so key for operations teams to, you know, and, and Ken, I'm curious as well from you, like most people get this from engineering and IT. Mm -hmm. So how did that process go? Like what made you be like, okay, we need to implement this. And I know we kind of covered it a little bit, but kind of talk about that relationship to engineering and how it just doesn't apply to just engineering, right? It applies to all departments in the company. Right. Even within a marketing group, our analytics team has been using Agile for managing all of their work. Our email marketing team has also been, uh, has adopted Agile as well. So clearly, you know, being at MathWorks, where we are an engineering company, that's what we do is our, our largest group of employees are software developers and engineers. We saw the benefits that that Agile was bringing to them. And then, as I mentioned before, our web ops team that's doing all of our web development, they started using Agile and we started seeing the benefits for them as well. So for us, it was sort of a natural progression, but it's, it's, it's more of a bottoms up kind of an initiative. We're not, we're not getting a direct 
a directive from on high saying you must move to agile. So it's really it's it's teams sort of deciding that it that it would probably work best for them. And and one of the other benefits is that it really gives visibility into all of the work that you're doing. And I think people appreciate being able to have that kind of visibility. Yeah. And not to mention a great career move for an ops professional looking to kind Mm -hmm. of stand out. You know, they can in future roles, they can say, I implemented agile in our ops department and here's what it did for us. So, yeah, for those listening in, definitely recommend it. And thank you so much, Ken, for coming to chat with us today. Really enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed it too. Thank you so much, Brianna. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Business Operations. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at tonkin.com slash mbopod. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. 